Paul McGuire report, knowledge is power. And Jesus Christ said, the truth shall set you free. So that means that in the spiritual categories of life, like salvation, the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, etc., knowing the truth, according to Christ, will set you free. It will enable you to get into heaven. And then, uh, perhaps on a broader spectrum, uh, knowledge is power. But what kind of knowledge is power? Knowledge of falsehoods, delusions, they don't constitute power. They constitute a deception. So you can have a lot of knowledge, but it really is knowledge that fits in the category of spiritual deception. Therefore, the more you uh, absorb this kind of knowledge, the more and more of a slave you will become. You will be processed. You will be programmed. You will be set up to be part of a great global slave system that has been in existence since the very beginnings of mankind when Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden. And that was known theologically as the fall of man. That was the place where Adam and Eve made that pivotal decision that we all make, that societies make, that America makes today. We all made the pivotal decision to reject the Word of God as truth and to accept the words uh, of Satan as being truth. So we believed and acted upon what Satan told us, and we rejected what God told us. And that's where we are as a, as a people, as a, as a civilization right now in America. And I would say across planet Earth right now. Now, it is totally imperative that we come to an aggressive grip on what that means. Because it's kind of like the powers of darkness, the demonic armies. Oh, and yes, one of the most powerful false religions in all of human history is not just witchcraft. It's not just the secret societies of ancient Babylon. It's not just Freemasonry and things of that nature. What we have seen emerge in the the 1600s was a brand new religion based on science. And this brand new religion based on science has been and is called scientism. So when you hear the term scientism, that is simply a verbal expression which classifies and identifies science as a new religion with a new name, and the new religion for the new name for the science, uh, the new name for the religion of science is called scientism. But scientism is based on the great apostasy, the great falling away from the truth. Um, Scientism is based on the fact that Satan is the father of lies. Scientism is based on a whole series of alleged historical facts, biological facts, facts in physics, facts in history, 
scientism is, is based on an entire spectrum of facts that are indeed not facts. They are errors. They are deception. They are uh, illusion. They are delusion. And once again, the Bible warns that in the last days, and we're in the last days, the Bible teaches us that there will be a great falling away from what? A great falling away from the truth by those people who, who allegedly call themselves Christians. Hundreds of millions of people who allegedly call themselves Christians are going to voluntarily choose to fall away from the truth. Now, that implies that they believed in their deception that they were walking in the truth to whatever degree to begin with. So you have millions of Christians who are so deceived that they actually believe in the sense of a delusion or a great apostasy. They actually believe that they are walking in the truth. But the fact of the matter is, they are falling away from the truth of God's Word and believing a lie, believing the great apostasy, believing the great delusion. And we could, we could scattershot and analyze an endless series of categories in our society that are all based to varying degrees on a mass collective belief system that is not built on the truth of God's Word, or the truth sociologically, or the truth biologically, or the truth spiritually. The great falling away from the truth concerns all those hundreds of millions of Christians who are calling themselves Christians, but have now chosen to fall away or reject the truth. And this mass rejection of the truth is also known as the great apostasy, or the great falling away. The great falling away uh, um, from what? The great falling away from the truth of God's Word. And so you can look at the entire random puzzle piece of our society, and what you see on every level and in every category is endless spiritual deception, endless spiritual delusion, endless lies, uh, endless illusions. Because people are no longer embracing true truth or final reality. They're, they're embracing the great delusion. And this, this comes out in millions of ways. So you now have an entire culture in America and around the world where millions of people uh, believe arbitrary sociological truths regarding things like climate change, uh, regarding things like, um, you know, uh, what a person's real sexual identity is, uh, what DNA determines, what DNA does not determine. Um, then you can go a little bit externally into the area of Charles Darwin's theory of evolution. And let us remember that Charles Darwin's theory of evolution is a theory of evolution. It is not 
a scientific fact because Charles Darwin's theory of evolution is not based on scientific evidence. It's not based on scientific and empirical evidence. It's based on uh, it's based on an illusion, a deception. There is not a solid foundation of scientific evidence and empirical scientific fact that establishes a foundation for us upon which we can uh, convincingly believe that Charles Darwin's theory of evolution is indeed a fact. Why? 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 Because anyone who knows even the most minute amount about science knows that the whole the whole institution of science and the whole institution of what constitutes a scientific fact is based on whether or not you can prove a theory, whether or not you can prove a thesis by coming up with uh, empirical evidence. That means scientific evidence that proves your thesis or theory and scientific evidence that stands apart from uh, the religion of scientism and stands apart from this, you know, I'm just going to believe it because I'm going to believe it. That doesn't cut it. Sir Francis Bacon, who was a powerful supernaturalist, but he was also a believer in Darwin's theory of evolution, he was the father of uh, uh, the... uh, requirements of empirical scientific evidence. So so that's where we are, and we are now approaching a collision course in human history that is going to, to... We are on the verge of the greatest collision in the history of the world and in the history of mankind. We are right <clears throat> on the precipice of the greatest collision between what could be called scientific facts and modern delusion or modern apostasy or modern illusion in the history of the human race. We are nanoseconds away from a cataclysmic collision between truth and error on just about every level of science, society, psychology, genetics, and so on and so forth. The days of sweeping up uh, all the unfinished business in the categories of science and scientific discovery are long gone. The, The rules of science are predicated on what Sir Francis Bacon categorized as the scientific method. And the scientific method is when you put any scientific theory to the test, any thesis, scientific thesis, to the test, and you determine whether or not, on a purely scientific basis, whether or not your theory or thesis is true. And and how you make the determination is, can you assemble a sufficient number of facts of scientific proofs, of scientific evidence that um, clearly establishes 
the validity of so-called scientific theories, such as Darwin's theory of evolution and many other theories. You must have empirical evidence. So, every realm of learning, of scientism, of philosophy, of intellectualism, every realm of scientific discovery in our society, the foundations of all of it are being shaken violently as the foundations are being shaken by a rising demand by increasing numbers of people to the tune of hundreds of millions of people who are no longer satisfied with being told, shut up, just trust the science. That little cute phraseology of just trust the science, and I added for emphasis, shut up and just trust the science, that is a mantra for morons. What's a mantra? A mantra in Eastern mysticism and meditation is when you empty your head of all logical, rational thinking, and as you meditate in a lotus position and empty your head, you, you focus your mind on, on a mantra word like Om, or it could be Krishna, or any number of words. And you meditate on Om, and you chant on Om, <clears throat> until you empty your mind, and by emptying your rational, logical, and yes, scientific mind, you allow your mind to enter into a transcendent state which bypasses or circumvents uh, the normal scientific categories of having to have sufficient scientific empirical evidence. You, you bypass all of that and enter a transcendent state of consciousness, which, according to those who embrace Eastern mysticism, and I, I used to, for decades in my life, I embraced Eastern mysticism, I, I chanted, I had a mantra, um, I experienced all kinds of New Age experiences like cosmic consciousness, becoming one with the universe, and, and many, many other things. And I majored in um, altered states of consciousness at the University of Missouri, and my dual major was filmmaking. Now, everything I talk to you about, I have written about in my brand new book, in a far more high-powered, in a far more fast-moving, in a far more, uh, I call it a, a download from heaven, where, where the purpose of my brand new book, Power from on High, is to teach Christians how you can recapture the high ground in the great spiritual battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the last days. And the way you recapture the high ground is you do what Jesus told the disciples to do in the book of Acts. He told his disciples before he ascended into heaven, Jesus Christ told his disciples to return to Jerusalem, to tarry in Jerusalem, or wait in Jerusalem, until the Father sends power from on high, or the dunamis, the explosive dynamite power of the Holy Spirit upon his people, otherwise known as being clothed with power from on high. So this also, this also, in tandem with the other truths that we just discussed, 
is also a critical factor in renewing your mind with the Word of God. It's a critical factor in acquiring the knowledge of God, a knowledge of the Word of God, and renewing your mind with the mind of Christ. It's an all-important critical factor. Now, if we are going to stop this foolishness, and if we're going to stop this prevailing idiocy, in which we prance around like the emperor has no clothes, in a very sophisticated, modern, technological, and scientific society. If we're going to cross over into the promised land and leave back this nonsensical uh, and less-than-truthful pseudo-Christian religion and replace the pseudo-Christian religion for (coughs) this concept taught by Dr. Francis Schaeffer, in which he said, Christianity is not a religion. It's not just a bunch of man-made stuff. Christianity is not a religion, but Christianity is truth. Or Schaefer said it this way, Christianity is truth and not a religion. We must, as Christians who are carrying the torches of revival, we must, as Christians who are, by faith in God's Word, by a thorough knowledge of God's Word, we, as Christians, must by faith in God's Word, we must embrace the truth and believe what Jesus Christ said. So so there's a reason why, up until recently, and for numerous centuries prior to this time, there, there is a reason, or true truth. There is a reason why the supernatural body of Christ and Christians and the Bible have been losing, to whatever degree, the great spiritual war for souls and truth in the last days. There is a very specific reason why we're losing the greatest spiritual battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world, which is the title of one of my books you can get at a discount at paulmcguire.us. There's a reason why we're losing this battle. How could it be that we're losing the battle when we have the truth on our side? Where is the disconnect? Where is the problem? Not really. I'm very, very serious about this. This, this argument, this discussion, this dynamic grips my entire being, body, soul, and spirit, like no other discussion or debate uh, anywhere in this physical world of our reality. I am, I am consumed. Morning, noon, and night, I am consumed with the mission God has given me to communicate the truth of His Word, to win people to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and to teach God's people to be victorious in this last day's soul harvest. There is nothing to me, that is more important than being victorious in this spiritual warfare. Why? Because it is only when true Bible-believing Christians understand and can teach true truth as it pertains to the Bible, it is only when Christians can uh, communicate final reality as it applies to the Bible, And the only way we can fulfill the mission 
that God has called us to fulfill in the last days, which means bringing in the last day's soul harvest, winning uh, the spiritual battle. The only way that those things can become realities is when we intentionally lay down the folly of being seduced by our own pride, by being seduced by our own intellects, by being seduced by the false idolatrous belief system known as scientism. The only way we can win the spiritual war, and we can't win this last day's soul harvest unless we first win uh, this last day's spiritual war. So, what is the conclusion? The conclusion is obvious. We read the Word of God. Why? Why not read the book uh, on Hinduism or Buddha or, or L. Ron Hubbard's Scientology? No, we read the Word of God because the Word of God is our final authority. The Word of God is the only book in the Bible where, where the, the main per- person in uh, the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ, in front of countless witnesses, the Bible is the only book in the world that testifies that Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, that Jesus Christ was the truth and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through him. Only the Bible makes that declaration. So, what is the critical factor here? The critical factor here is that you and I have been called by God in the last days. When we study Bible prophecy, which, which I teach, I've taught it for, I don't know, 25 years. I'm a professor of eschatology or Bible prophecy with a major uh, Christian seminary and uh, college. When we teach Bible prophecy, which 84% of evangelical churches don't, what happens is people's, their hunger for truth, their hunger for the Word of God is aroused, and the Holy Spirit begins to save people as they study Bible prophecy. Very critical factor. Very critical factor. Now, <clears throat> the other thing is that God has given his people, that's you and I, a specific mission in the last days. We have been called by God to occupy until he comes, and we have been called by God to bring in the last day's soul harvest, and we've been called by God to save as many souls as we can in the last days. We've also been called by God. When I say we, I'm talking about the supernatural body of Christ. All true Christians who are born again by the Spirit of God have been called by God to bring in the last day's soul harvest and win the great spiritual battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. So here is the final thing. God has called us to do this. This is our most important mission. Now, repeatedly, the Apostle Paul and Jesus Christ, repeatedly, they have taught us that we cannot win the great spiritual war, we cannot win the great spiritual battle, and we can't win the spiritual war uh, with God's true children and God's angelic army. We cannot win the great spiritual war that God has called us to win 
unless we have this all-important and absolutely necessary supernatural power operating in our lives. And the Bible classifies and categorizes that supernatural power as the dunamis dynamite power from on high. And when Jesus Christ talks about the dunamis dynamite explosive power from on high uh, in the book of Acts, he tells his disciples, he tells his followers that they cannot be victorious, they can't defeat Satan, they can't perform the signs and the wonders, they can't win the spiritual battle, and they cannot be victorious in the last days unless they obey God. This is, these are the words of Jesus. Unless God's people obey God and go to Jerusalem in the last days and tarry in Jerusalem or wait in Jerusalem until the Father God sends on his church the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, or what is known as power from on high, has to be poured out upon his church, and power from on high has to be infused into the supernatural body of Christ. And what Jesus Christ is teaching us, just like he was teaching his disciples in the Old Testament, is that it is impossible to win this last day's spiritual battle. It's impossible to bring in the last day's soul harvest unless God's people first go to Jerusalem, carry into Jerusalem, wait on God until the Father clothes us with power from on high, which is the dunamis, which comes from the word dunamis, or the explosive dynamite force of God. It is only when, and it is only after, the supernatural body of Christ is clothed with power from on high, and by faith receives the supernatural uh, dunamis power from on high. It is only after we receive those things by faith it is only after that that God is able to, to clothe us with power from on high and to uh, infuse us with the power of the Holy Spirit and give us the supernatural power we need to be victorious in the last days. The entire paradigm changes. The entire spiritual battle changes. The nanosecond, the supernatural body of Christ, the children of God, the nanosecond we choose with an act of our will to reject unbelief and to believe in what Jesus Christ is commanding us to do, the nanosecond we choose to obey Jesus Christ and do what he's calling us to do, it is at that, it is at that nanosecond that God will miraculously and with his supernatural power clothe the supernatural body of Christ with power from on high. At that moment, the tables are turned. At that moment, and this must be preceded with repentance of sins. This must be preceded with uh, uh, reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God. This must be preceded with crying out to God in intercessory prayer. When all these acts of obedience are done, as God is calling us to do them in the book of Acts, it is then and only then that God will do what he promised to do. 
and that is the Father, once we obey God's commandments, or the commandments of Jesus Christ, uh, according to Jesus, the Father will clothe us with supernatural power from on high. According to Jesus Christ, God will ignite the supernatural, dunamis, explosive power of God, and there will be a, in the spiritual realm, and speaking purely spiritually, there will be a spiritually violent shift in the direction and the outcome of the spiritual battle. At that moment, the angelic armies will be overwhelmed by the power of God operating in God's people. At that moment, the chariots of fire will be sent down from heaven upon God's people. At that moment, we will begin to win spiritual battle after spiritual battle. And at that moment, there will be the ignition and the dynamite, dunamis, explosive force of God will detonate in the hearts and minds of God's people. And there will be a divine explosion of the dunamis, dynamite power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. And this will release upon all of God's true children the supernatural anointing of the Holy Spirit. And this will release and this will ignite an authentic and biblical revival, last day's revival. And this will ignite an authentic and biblical uh, third great awakening that will sweep our nation. Now, I have devoted my life to to teaching God's people this biblical truth. I've devoted my life to teaching God's people uh, how to ignite a biblical revival, and I'm in it all the way. I spent the last three years, the Lord told me to pull back from the majority of my external endeavors. The Lord told me to pull back. And the Lord told me that that I needed to seek his face like I had never done it before. That the battle we are now facing is so massive that unless we have divine intervention by Almighty God, we are going to <clears throat> be uh, defeated and go into captivity. Because apart from God's divine inter- intervention, <clears throat> there is no, there's no way we can have a victorious outcome. So for the last three years, we're talking about uh, sometime after the Trump presidency election uh, to at least two years of the COVID thing and many other things. I realized the Lord, no, I shouldn't say that. The Lord convicted me that my words, that my books, that my messages unless they were anointed by the supernatural power of God. I mean, God's grace was upon me, but sooner or later they would ring hollow. And so I was under the conviction of Almighty God. And what God was telling me was that I needed to draw close to him and to seek his face with everything in me, to cry out to God, to fast, and to engage in the deepest, most intense spiritual warfare that I've ever been involved in in my entire life. So that I had to do all of these things in obedience to Jesus Christ, so that uh, God would give me his knowledge, 
his wisdom, his direction for his people. I didn't ask for any of this for myself. I consistently came before the Lord, and I asked the Lord to give me his supernatural knowledge, his supernatural wisdom, so that I could communicate it to God's people, so that I could equip God's people with the knowledge, the power, the wisdom, the strategy, and the guidance that they absolutely must have because it's the last days. And so I pulled back to cry out to God and to seek his face for at least three years. In the process of doing that, I completely rewrote my book, Power from One Eye. And now the completely rewritten, brand new, this is the first time it's been released. I never released any other edition of Power from One Eye. This is the first time I've released Power from One Eye. It came, uh, shipments started to come from the printer, I don't know, about two weeks ago, two to three weeks ago. And we've been sending them out as fast as we can. I didn't write the book to make money. I didn't write the book to to aggrandize myself. I wrote the book Power from One Eye, and I called it Power from One Eye, all out of obedience to what God was telling me to do. I recognize there is a certain percentage of Christians who who will misunderstand uh, what I'm talking about. And I've done as, as best as I can in explaining it to them. But when the day is done, I can't disobey the commandment of the Lord um, to, to, appease, uh, to appease a certain number of people. Unless God's people change their strategy immediately, please hear me. I've spent close to 40 years studying what I'm talking to you about. Unless God's people change their strategy immediately, we are going to, as the supernatural body of Christ in America, and I, I don't like saying this, I'm not saying it for the purpose of fear, but unless we radically change our strategy as the supernatural body of Christ in America, we are going to suffer a series of devastating, embarrassing, and humiliating defeats. But the most important and critical thing of all is that all of these defeats can be and could be avoided if we had repented and adopted the strategy that God has for us. God's not trying to punish us. God's trying to give us his wisdom and direction. And so I come before you uh, with a heaviness in my heart, a heaviness that is the burden of the Holy Spirit, because God, when God sends power from on high upon his people, he also sends the burden of the Holy Spirit. And the burden of the Holy Spirit will not leave you until you've finished your assignment uh, and you've finished your strategy and you finish doing it in the way that God wants you to do it. So we're at the most critical time in America's history. Now, I go into all of this. The book is something like 434 pages. Right now, I'm able to give you the book at a financial discount. My other books are available at a financial discount. We are selling out of different books, okay? If, we, if, if you order a book and we're sold out, we will contact you and give you an option to, to order another book that's in stock. I have great books that's, uh, that are in stock. And by the way, just, just to uh, clarify things, we are not out of stock. 
of Power from on High. We have plenty of copies of Power from on High because we ordered a large printing of the book. But but critical books that will build revival, teach you Bible prophecy, and many other things are available to you at a significant financial discount and financial savings if you go to paulmcguire.us, that's paulmcguire.us, and order your book today. We're Quite frankly, we're starting to get overwhelmed with personal phone calls and everything else, which is fine. But we have a policy, and that is when anybody gets a book from us or whatever, you will get what you ordered for. Okay? We don't we have a reputation. And so we send out what you've ordered always. Now, sometimes there's mix-ups or whatever. When those problems get to my desk, I don't have time to call people personally all the time. I simply can't do it. But sometimes it requires that a particular problem or whatever gets to my desk, and I will call. I don't have time to call everybody over everything. But if it's a situation that needs to be taken care of, uh, many of you know that I will take ownership of the problem, and I will call you personally. And usually I call people, I have to trust you, I call you on my private cell phone to make sure you're, you're taken care of. Because that's how we run our ministry. Okay? It's based on trust. Now, if you don't, if, if there's a mix-up, hey, look, mix-ups happen. Okay? But they're never done intentionally. So you've got to give us the opportunity and, and time to straighten up any mix-up. And we always, we always back up our word. But you got to be realistic. When, when a book like Power From On High is selling out, well, obviously now is the time to order yourself a copy of the book at a financial discount by going to paulmcguire.us. And this, this is what I ask from you. I didn't write that book to make money. I, I, I spent three years writing it. It's 434 pages. I'm sending large shipments of those books all across Europe. I lose $150 or more uh, when I send uh, my books like Power from On High to Europe. So I'm seeding Europe with the truth of the gospel and the truth of God's word. I'm not trying to make a profit. I'm trying to seed the gospel. And I need you as a like-minded believer. Um, if you're going to get gifts, why not get people copies of Power from On High? Now, this is what I'm asking from you. I cannot, we cannot ex- succeed in this ministry and its goals without you and I functioning as one. So I'm asking you to uh, uh, do what I do. It's not complicated. You don't have to pray for an hour and a half. You can pray for three minutes. Ask God, Lord, what would you have me donate or contribute uh, to Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church? What would you have me give, Lord, to Paradise Mountain Church uh, financially, to help Paul McGuire. Or if you just want to get the book, that's fine. This is not about pressure. This is about doing what God's calling us to do. And whatever God tells you to do, do. But please, at least pray. And then I need you to spread the word far and wide, spread the links far and wide. I desperately need you to join our social media, like our social media, get on our e-blast list, and get others to do it as fast as you can. We're in an all-out war. And by that, I mean we're being targeted by militant groups 
that have millions of dollars and they want to take certain people down for one reason. They don't like the truth. They don't like the truth. And the enemies of the gospel seem to have a lot of money to finance a war against the truth. I need God's people to help me and to ask the Lord how you can finance a war, a peace war of the truth. And finally, I need you to volunteer to spread our messages, uh, you know, get people to talk about the book. Do what you can. That's all I ask. Okay? Um, And together, I believe we can plant the strategic seeds, turn the tide of the spiritual battle. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. Order those books today while they're in stock and while they're still on discount. Visit paulmcguire.us. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire.